Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. We're with the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. If Disney is the Mario of the animation industry, less interesting and more inoffensive, occasionally experimental but most successful when they play it safe, and above all else, fucking inescapable if you're paying any attention to the modern media landscape, I think Illumination Studios must be the Waluigi, famously described as the result of reflecting the inversion in the reflection by the accomplished critical theorist Frank Ribery. All the polish of Pixar, that being Luigi, with none of the heart, and all the snark of DreamWorks, which takes the place of Wario, with none of the wit, and also none of the heart. I don't think it was always this way. I remember seeing Despicable Me in theaters and thinking it was rough around the edges, and certainly not a deep movie by any means, but it had charm, and I thought it was genuinely sweet, and I thought there were some solid jokes in there. Apparently the years, and the countless millions of dollars earned from Minions merchandise, have beaten almost any lingering creativity to death. Super Mario Bros. 2023 is exactly what I expected going in. A well-made, but incredibly, almost insultingly by-the-numbers film that hammers home how good we had it back when a big-budget video game movie could be completely fucking insane instead of completely fucking predictable. I'm Max Knightley. I'm Dan Silva, and welcome to Video Games the Movie, the podcast, and we are here, as you may guess, uh, to discuss the 2023 The Super Mario Brothers movie. Before we begin, there uh, is actually one other touch point I wanted to make note Mm -hmm. of, because I'm going to be referring back to it a few times uh, in my notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, are you familiar with the YouTube video Red Letter Media Loves Rogue One? I, I, I'm familiar. Uh, I, I believe I is it is this the uh the whole thing about uh uh they they just want you can rele- release a sequel and then you can get excited and hype up for the next one. Yeah, I clap when I uh, see it. Yeah. Um, I clap when I see it. I think, if if listeners at home, if you've not seen Red Letter Media Loves Rogue One, uh, I would advise you to pause the podcast and listen to, uh, watch it. It's uh, like four minutes, five minutes long, shouldn't take too much time. Uh, I think it is both a funny video and genuinely one of the most important pieces of media critique of the current era. Mm-hmm. There is so much in this fucking movie that's just like, oh, like in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I think my overall opinion on the Super Mario Brothers movie is there's some nice stuff in here. Uh they they could have done some really neat stuff with they there's like an attention to detail that could have been really interesting, but it is ultimately marred by the fact that it is an Illumination Studios film uh and, and all that comes with it. It kind of reminds me of uh, Detective Pikachu. That movie had, like, a bunch of uh, logos and background elements that were just various Pokemon. And I think I found that more charming uh, in large part because that movie had less of a thin plot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, the Mario movie, I think... I think about 
the previous Mario movies we've watched. And I think there's some sort of like worst of both worlds thing where it's, it's got, I don't know. I mean, I mean, no, I, it's got, I know what you mean. It doesn't have yeah. the whimsy of like the journey to save Princess Peach. And it doesn't have the mm-hmm. creativity of Super Mario Brothers 1993 or whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it does have, uh, the lack of death and, uh, the sort of, uh, by the numbers, uh, nature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, before we get into it, do we want to, like, talk about some video games we've been playing lately? Uh, sure. I've been playing a lot of Victoria 3 again. Got a Russia game almost finishing up. Mm-hmm. Couldn't make communism happen due to some tactical, uh, missteps. Uh, I ended mm-hmm. up getting. <laughs> The famed anarchist, uh, Malatesta to be, uh, the head of government, which is fun in its own right, uh, at a time when I really could have used a vanguardist. Um, uh-huh. but I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I also played, uh, this game Little Goody Two Shoes. Oh, I've heard about that, yeah. Yeah, it's a prequel to an RPG Maker horror game, and you can definitely see the DNA in there. Very lavishly produced, like, very much a labor of love. It's gorgeous. It does this, uh, you know, 90s anime OVA throwback a lot of the time, which I like. There are straight up just some musical numbers in it, which are a great touch. Oh, yeah. Fucking, uh, Rhapsody and Musical Adventure, uh, type of stuff. Also, and it does look a lot like that sort of thing. I see what you mean. Also, it's gay, which is nice. Uh, yeah. And there's one last one that I wanted to give a shout out to, which is a small visual novel you can pick up for free on Steam. It's called Last Chance in Zollywood. It's like Hollywood with an X. Um, mm. And it is basically, you know, you are making a low budget movie to the best of your abilities in a sci-fi space setting. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think it's very charming. I think it's very entertaining. Uh, like I said, it's free. Uh, it's, you know, a few hours long. Let me see how long it took me to play it. Um, it took me two hours, but I'm a pretty fast reader, so it might take somebody else three or four. Um, and I definitely recommend mm-hmm. giving it a shot. I think, uh, it's very charming, and I'm looking forward to seeing what else those devs make. Alright. Um, I've been dabbling in a couple different games. Uh, right now, with, uh, the year over, or with 2023 over and, uh, 2024 underway... Uh, I've, uh, been trying to, uh, work on some stuff in my backlog. Uh, I, uh, have been playing Disco Elysium, an oh. incredible game. I'm on day three. Uh. Have you solved I it yet? Playing... I have not solved the case. Well, I've been given, I've met, I've met some people who are telling me what happened. I don't know if that's, if that's the whole story. Uh, I met w- today, in today's session, I met with Everart, uh, and, uh, I, uh, opened the bridge to get to the, like, fishing village, and that, that's really neat. There's a really good gag, uh, when you, like, uh, go in, when you, like, uh, meet this character that, uh, was mentioned on day one, uh, and he's got the title of the cryptozoologist, and next to him is a character named, like, Gary the Crypto Fascist. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's, it's a good game. I, I, I probably don't need to tell you this because, uh, uh, because I'm an online communist. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, 
I I got a rare achievement for talking about machines four times. Oh hell yeah! Uh, and I'm going for the superstar cop route. Uh, uh, I uh, it, it's it's a good game. Uh, it really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other stuff I've dabbled in. Uh, uh, on the sort of opposite uh, end of the scale. Uh. Uh, a friend convinced me to try Fortnite, and I've played that sometimes. It's a, it's a good thing. It, it, I know, I mostly just play it when I'm like in a voice chat or something, mm-hmm. and can like, uh, uh, have a conversation to focus on while I'm, uh, playing the game. Uh, you know, it's a really popular game for a reason. It's pretty good to play with zero build. Uh, and, uh, I get to be a buff Tiger Man, because, Fortnite, as far as I can tell, is the most successful attempt by any uh, corporation besides, like, Disney to directly appeal to furries. Yeah, I've seen, uh, uh, I've seen a lot of images of Meow Skulls with her pussy out. Pun not intended. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's that too. Uh, I will, I will also say, uh, the same applies to this character I've been playing as Oscar, mm-hmm. the tiger. Uh, uh, what was I gonna fucking say? Um, but those are, those are some key things. I also, uh, I've also got the, oh, you know what? I gotta talk about this. I played a game called Salamander County Public Television. Okay, um, I'm immediately intrigued. Salamander County Public Television is like, it's, it's this sort of like worry, it's like this fusion of like WarioWare and a click hole click venture. Uh, you're, uh, you're essentially, uh, going through, uh, this sort of, like, story told through, uh, uh, a fake Slack con- Slack channel, and, uh, in between each section, you're also, uh, playing a, uh, you're playing, like, some weird minigame that is ostensibly something you are filming for your job, which is working at a, uh, local television station, uh, in a county where every resident has mysteriously disappeared. Okay. Uh, uh, the entire game, all of the game's graphics are made up of stock assets, stock photos, stock music. Uh, it's, it is extremely funny. It is, it, it's, it is very, I think it's a very special game. Uh, I first heard about it. Uh, I think it was AGDQ 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone played it during Awful Block. Uh, and they did a, they had, they did a really good job at it and it was incredibly fun to watch. And, uh, I picked it up not long after and finally got around to it today, or not today, like last week. Uh, uh, I can't recommend it enough. It, uh, I think it, goes for pretty cheap uh but uh uh it's there's some really good stuff uh one particular mini game i have to shout out is uh that's beans uh that's beans is a game where it is a word game where you are given two words one of the words is beans and the other is a different word and you have to select the word that is beans uh, and then you hear, like, a voice say, that's Beans. 
Uh, sometimes with like weird distortion applied to it. Uh, Reminds me oh, about that. Okay, uh, I see. It's like ten bucks. It reminds uh, me of that old Homestar Runner bit with uh, having to guess if he's going to say Sid Hoffman or Sid Frenchman. It is very much like that. There is a special. Uh, every mini game has a bonus objective, and the bonus objective for that one is to uh, accidentally select Bean, which is not those, which is a different word from beans, and will result in a game over. Oh. <laughs> uh. It is, it's really funny. Uh, also there's like these like video commercial segments you can, uh, optionally watch that like show up in the menus between like mini games. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- those are also really fun. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, I think that's, that's enough gaming to talk about. Let's, let's get into this movie. Uh, yeah, so before we, we even touch the movie itself, this Illumination title, mm-hmm. there's two opening titles. One is for Illumination. Yeah. It's this, there's Toad, like, throwing stuff at some Goombas, and it immediately made me think, this looks like something that would play before a PC game from 2003. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the, this is the fucking Neversoft, uh, guy getting his shit fucked up. Yes, absolutely. And then after that... <laughs> We get the Nintendo Pictures sequence, mm-hmm. which is the most first draft fucking thing I've seen in the world. Just mm-hmm. we see the Nintendo logo mm-hmm. for a bit, and then we zoom out, and separate from the Nintendo logo, if I recall correctly, uh, is Nintendo Pictures in the most system font default text I have ever oh seen God. in my life. I-, I will say, I think I I watched a slightly different cut. Uh, my intro credits were a minion, uh, trying to, like, get his Mario Kart running. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and the other was, like, uh, Mario and Luigi, like, hitting a coin button, or coin block at the same time to get the Nintendo logo to show up. Oh, that's way better than mine. So, here's what yeah. I will say. Whatever mm-hmm. fucking bootleg I was watching was apparently, like, recorded in Mexico or Argentina or something. Huh. Because it's like an English dub, and I watched the whole thing being like, okay, yeah, this is an English movie. And then at the end, it's just like, oh, wait, these credits, I'm pretty sure, are in Spanish? Oh, my God. Yeah. I I also watched a bootleg, uh, full disclosure. I don't want to give Chris Pratt money. Fuck him. Absolutely not. Uh, I don't want to encourage the encourage illumination in any way hey are you excited for, for the fucking film. uh didn't they announce a legend of zelda movie next uh-huh oh i bet that one's gonna be great mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see how orientalist it is uh-huh uh. oh boy uh uh we get this opening scene which i believe was shown during a nintendo direct uh uh a couple months before this came out of uh uh, it's Bowser's castle. It's a, it's a floating island fortress and it's going to this, uh, this penguin city, uh, uh, just raining down lava. Uh, great effects. Uh, the, the, and then listen, this a, is a bunch of Koopas like spill out of a, an opening as well as a bunch of paratroopas just like flying down. Cool stuff. I, I like, they, I kind of like how the, they like give them like helmets and little bits of armor. It, it's kind it's, of it's Paper a nice Mario addition. with it, yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, 
great effects. This whole fucking movie, visually stunning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous, just like environments and architecture. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mostly get some exposition here. Bowser is attacking these penguins because they have uh, a superstar, which can make him invincible. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where we start getting a hint of... Um, I would say this is a slightly different problem than the clap-when-you-see-it thing, but a related one. Mm-hmm. This whole movie reads like the script that some nine-year-olds playing pretend would come up with. Uh-huh. Like, oh, oh, I'll I'll get the fire flower so I can shoot fire at you. Oh, mm-hmm. but I I have the cape. It, that's like kind of 80% of the movie. Yeah. And it's, uh. it's, I was thinking about this and I realized coming away from this, I think it's possible to make a movie that's too good at adapting the source material. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what we watched. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, you know, it, 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 it doesn't have a lot to work with, but it's going to work with it and not like do anything else with it. It, it is slavishly devoted to the original text. Mm hmm. Uh, anyway, you know what's actually pretty good is when they play the, uh, they cut to the plumbing commercial for Super Mario Brothers Plumbing and it uses the Oh, old yeah. Yeah, that fucking rule. I, it, it is very funny. Like, I, I think it seems, it also, it's also vaguely implied they didn't actually, like, fix the sink in the commercial. Uh, there's, there's uh, they're couple, doing uh, Mario and Luigi gags, voices. Yeah. They are doing the funny, the funny voices. Uh, mm. I like this bit with the actress they hired, where she's very visibly straining to read a cue card. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they, it, it's a, it's a good sequence. Uh, uh, and then it like zooms out as we see Mario and Luigi, uh, voiced by Chris Pratt and Charlie Day. Uh, in a punch-out themed, uh, pizza place, uh, talking in their normal voices, which are... Chris Pratt and Charlie Brooklyn Day. accents. Yeah, they're, they're and like... Charlie Day's normal speaking voice. Yeah, they're putting, like, a little bit of New York stank on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say the characterization of Mario in this film, like, more egregiously so than the characterization of Luigi, is that... Mario for the last 25 years has just sort of been like, uh, a mascot creature. Uh-huh. Uh, and like before that, like adaptations of the work would like make him like a middle-aged, uh, Brooklynite. Yeah. And now it's this- like, what if he's a, a 25-year-old Brooklynite? But still kind of the same guy. It's jarring. And I think this is a similar issue that I'll get into once we, you know, are seeing more Princess Peach. Mm -hmm. It's kind of an uncanny valley effect, right? Where, like, you know, I see see fat middle-aged man Mario who's just, like, some fucking guy. And I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, no, okay, Mm -hmm. it's a very different Mario, but I get it. I see this Mario... Who is still basically a fucking gnome, uh, jumping around and, a, you know, occasionally he'll bust out a wahoo or a let's a go, um, mm-hmm. when, 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 in times of crisis, 
when he really needs to. Um, and I think it's so much more jarring to see him be like kind of grump, grumpy mm-hmm. and gruff and edgy with it. And it's like, bro, yeah, have he, some fun. he's become a Newgrounds Flash cartoon from 2003. <laughs> oh, this movie would be so much better if we were just running around blasting people with a shotgun. Uh huh. Or just saying like, "Mama fucker." Uh, uh, so, uh, the core problem that we learn for the Mario Brothers is that they have, uh, established a new business venture that is, uh, completely failing. Yeah, they, they used to work for the Wrecking Crew, yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, oh, also just... We we also do get to see Foreman Spike from Wrecking Crew and Giuseppe, who is uh he he's voiced by Charles Martinet doing the actual Mario voice. Giuseppe uh, is Giuseppe only shows up briefly. He's like a joke character. Yeah. He's like, hey, the voice is fine, woohoo! But also, yeah. he's playing an arcade cabinet. Oh yes, 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 and it's called Jumpman, mm, and it it's... seems to star him. And instead of Donkey Kong, it's like a Yeti version of Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. But like, this is such a, this is getting like a little weird and high concept for me, you know? Like the fake uh-huh, Mario uh-huh. game in the Mario movie? Yes, if, uh, if there was no Donkey Kong, we would have to create it, uh, or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, they they get a job. Uh they go to uh a very allu- they go to the illumination house. Uh <laughs> it's a very and Mario gets house. to do like some parkour. Yeah, well, okay. While Mario is doing this parkour, he runs into another fucking problem I have with this movie, and this is a problem I have with it as like a composer. Mm-hmm. This movie loves its like needle drops. It's it both like pop. You oh, music God, needle yeah. drops and uh, funny Mario needle drops. And almost none of them are earned. Like, it starts playing No Sleep Till Brooklyn as they're running to this job. And it, I'm just like, whoa, hey, hey, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You've not, you haven't earned that yet. Calm down. This is not that exciting a sequence. Yeah, there is like, I can only think of like one licensed music drop that sounded appropriate and it's like at the very end of the movie yeah no absolutely uh, i feel exactly the same way mm-hmm. there's one uh, i'm gonna get like genuinely mad about later uh-huh uh they, they go to this illumination modern house it is kind of funny to me that it's just wedged between two like uh working class uh row houses uh uh and uh they meet a dog the dog doesn't like them. They have to fix the sink, but the they dog, also have the to deal with the dog. The dog is causing trouble. The dog, the dog attacks them. And the sink gets broken, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know a, a series, a wacky series of cascading problems uh, causes the whole bathroom to get wrecked, uh, and we get mm-hmm. some decent slapstick. Um, the dog ends up jumping out the window, and they barely manage to pull it back in by its tail. That's okay. It's a little Tom and Jerry with it. Um, uh-huh. Luigi. I think calls the dog a hellhound, which is just kind of like jarring to hear in a Mario movie for children. Uh-huh. Like it's not a, I don't think it counts as a cuss really, but it's more just like conceptually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? If, 
Uh, what if just like later on there was like a fucking Cerberus they had to fight, you know? But it was just it was just three chain chops. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, here's where we get to a really just like conceptually weird part of the movie. This whole sequence in Brooklyn is just kind of conceptually weird in general. They go home where their family is. They have, like any proud Italian, they have a very extended family, and they all kind of look like them. It's so fucking uh, weird! It's like, oh yeah, no, it's Mario, it's Luigi, it's Mario and Luigi's mom and dad, and their grandpa, and Uncle Tony? What the fuck? Uh-huh. I I do like that they all look like Mario. It's weird, but I like it. Yeah, strong family uh, resemblance. Mm-hmm. Uh... They they have a they have a classic Italian dinner, and Mario. Oh no, Mario doesn't like mushrooms. What the fuck? This is the exact opposite of a I clap when I see it moment. This happened, and I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? How dare you? He's Mario. <laughs> it's it's like if you had fucking a Superman movie, and Clark Kent is like, mmm, gonna have a nice big bowl of kryptonite for breakfast. Uh-huh. What are we fucking doing here? It's it's absolutely fucked. Uh Oh, uh, their their uncles or cousins or whoever are also, you know, razzing them about the commercial. They're like mm-hmm. getting on them for the fucking like overalls and the white gloves and the monogrammed hats and stuff and I'm like, okay, we don't need to draw attention to that. Like it becomes really weird if you do. Yeah, come on. Uh uh, they, they're all just sort of giving them shit for this going to fail business venture. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, and their dad is like, you had a steady job and you dared to dream. You followed this crazy your, dream, Mario. Your, your dream of getting a trait of going to trade school or whatever. Well, his dream of doing a slightly different trade as a member of the petty bourgeois instead of his labor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, I wonder if this, uh, I wonder if this, like, anti-dream worldview will be implicitly rejected by events later in the movie. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm sure there's nothing to, to come of it. Uh, Mario gets depressed and goes to his room to, uh, play, uh, Kid Icarus. Just like me in senior year of high school! Boom! Mm-hmm. What are the fucking metaphysical implications of Mario from the Super Mario Brothers owning a Nintendo Entertainment System? Yeah, yeah, what, well, we know there's like a weird deprotagonized version of Super Mario. We, but apparently everything else is fine, but not Punch Out. Uh, Kid Icarus, Kid Icarus gets to stay. Uh. And so the Punch Out Pizzeria, it has like portraits of the Punch Out contestants. And also mm-hmm. the duck from Duck Hunt. Yeah. So is Punch Out like canon? Do you think? Do you think like Mario yeah. ever went to like a World Video Boxing Association match and he was like, "Yeah, give him hell, Mac." Yeah, he's, he's he they he had to referee a match. Uh, it, it was a uh, it was a uh, comical series of events that uh, uh, that they're probably <laughs> if this movie were if this movie turns out to be a success. 
Oh, I guess it is a success. Uh, let me let or... me look it up on Wikipedia, and I, I feel like there are going to be box office numbers that are depressingly good. Uh huh. I uh, I, I fucking remember there was like. Some sort of, like, fucking... I remember just seeing people argue about uh, whether or not this movie is good out of, like, some sort of uh, Nintendoist loyalty. People are uh, so fucking insane. Brand loyalty is stupid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, budget, $100 million. Box office, over a billion. Mm-hmm. If they... I'm not saying they should do this from an artistic perspective. I'm saying from a business perspective, if we don't get a second Super Mario Brothers movie, I think they're stupid. Uh Uh-huh. That may Uh, be insulting, but it's also the truth. mm -hmm. (laughs) (sighs) God, what if they fucking, like... What if they're going to, like, make... Well, they said they're making a Zelda movie... Are they gonna fucking make like I don't know? They're gonna make a punch the subspace. Out movie? They should make the subspace emissary the movie. <laughs> yeah, it, the subspace emissary, but worse. Ima- uh. Imagine how many things you could see and clap about in a Super Smash Brothers crossover movie. Yeah, yeah, and and people could like get. Uh, there could be like a whole hype cycle and disappointment cycle over whether or not the uh thing you like the most is uh in it or not. <laughs> oh shit. <sighs> no, no. You know what I want to see? I want to see mm-hmm. a, I want to see a really fucking dark prestige TV Game of Thrones ass Fire Emblem series. Oh my god. Two seasons on Netflix. Mhm. Uh it's it's not e- it's not even it's not even going to be animated like Castlevania. It's just going to be live action. You oh you know it's going to be live action. Hmm. Uh, sh- there was something that just came in and left my mind about this. But if I think of the joke, I'll I'll bring it up again. But uh, uh, so Mar- the the dream is fa- the dream is dying. But uh, hey. Just like in uh, the original Super Mario Brothers movie, there's an emergency plumbing situation that uh, needs the Mario Brothers' attention. Uh, also, we get to see Pauline. Yeah, for like five uh, for, seconds. For a second, yeah. Uh, they, and as in classic Mario lore, they go into the sewer and go down a warp pipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find it while working on the drain. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, we're gonna get hooked on the brothers, uh, so, they, yeah, they, they, they go they through get... the warp pipe, and they go through these gorgeous, like, water-look-color-looking sunset clouds as they mm-hmm. go along this, like, windy path of force, or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, and Mario says the thing, nothing can hurt us as long as we're together, and then they immediately get separated, womp yeah. womp, uh, and... <laughs> This is and, such a uh, bad choice. Yeah, they they also just immediately get separated into the nice mushroom kingdom and the fucked up and twisted Shadowlands, uh, just like uh, that iconic Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah, uh, exactly. Genuinely, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with this one because, like, 
oh yeah, let's get, let's do some really good casting with Charlie Day. Let's make sure to spend a large portion of the opening sequence building up the relationship between Mario and Luigi, how they differ as people, but how they're also aligned as people. Eh, let's fuck Luigi over. Let's just send him yeah. elsewhere. Let's, let's not have Luigi get to do anything for most of the movie. Uh, uh, Mario is in a, a toadstool forest. Mm-hmm. And he meets, uh, Toad, voiced by Keegan Michael Kay. Uh, <laughs> much uh, like the previous Super Mario Brothers movie, Toad fucking rules and he's the best thing in it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's, He's kind of a freak. He's got, I, there, he's got like sort of like a thing about how he's the cook. There's a really good bit where he just like distracts some guards by offering to make them a meal. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very good. He, you know, he also like immediately decides he's Mario's best friend and it's, it's mm-hmm. delightful. Um, so yeah, Toad is like, ah, you're in the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, Luigi, oh, Luigi, he must have ended up in Bowser's territory, but the princess can help. Um, and mm. then it shows us Peach's castle in the distance. Uh, we hear, uh, some of the Super Mario 64 castle theme, which I think is actually deployed okay. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's part of a moment. It's, um, it's a good song and it's used, used relevantly. Yeah. Uh, and while they're heading off, uh, Luigi is in this spooky forest full of lava and swoops and so on. Uh, he gets jumped by a dry bones and he destroys it entirely by accident says you just got Luigi'd. And wow, I wonder if it's going to reassemble itself like it does in the video games. Yeah. Oh uh, my god. I they, do they like I do like how they animate it reassembling itself cuz it's a little mm-hmm. bit jerky. Feels like it almost has a low frame rate going on. Uh, feels yeah. a little stop motion, which I like. Mhm. It it the, it's a little scary. Uh uh Luigi gets chased by a whole bunch of dry bones into uh a castle, uh, and he's just gonna, and wouldn't you know it, that castle's full of shy guys. And one wow. snippet. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Womp I, <laughs> right after, uh, clap when I see it and bad needle drop, I think the third most common phrase in my notes about this movie is womp womp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. There's so, there's so many jokes where the punchline is just, womp, womp. Mm. Uh, uh, Toad leads Mario through this Toad City. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a Toad City. It looks, I, I kinda like how it looks. Yeah, it's alright. Uh, it's like scaled down to the Toad, so Mario's like weirdly big. Uh, the there's like a, a lot of usage of like fun like signs and hoblock. I always call them hoblocks for some reason. I mean that makes sense. How else are you gonna pronounce question mark? Mm-hmm. Uh the whole city's infrastructure is built like a Mario level. Yeah, and Mario helpfully points that out by going, Oh, okay, so these bricks are just floating here? Because mm-hmm. it's not it's like that in the games, you see, but it isn't yeah. like that in real life. So he's surprised to see it. It's it's so weird. Uh Super Mario funny parody uh It's like a fucking it's like a fucking college humor video it making is. fun of what a Mario movie would be. Mhm. Complete with starring Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah. 
something I gotta say, uh, I, I, I've, for obvious reasons, neither of us like Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a time where I did like Chris Pratt because I knew nothing about his personal life. Uh, Ma- Mario in this is basically just Chris Pratt. There was a, uh, there was like a little interstitial campaign I did years ago, uh, where there was a joke about, uh, uh, getting to meet like the three, getting to meet like different, uh, media adaptations of Mario. And one was just Mario, Chris Pratt in a Mario costume. <laughs> and for all intents and purposes, it might as well just be, uh, fucking, uh, Roger Rabbit in Chris Pratt in a Mario costume. He does, he does feel kind of like, what if Star-Lord were Mario? Mm-hmm. In a way that I don't like. Yeah. Like, even aside, even aside from Chris Pratt, like, as a person, aside from his, him as a performer, it's just like, it's just a weird vibe. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it, it just, it's not Mario. Uh, but, uh, they, they get to the princess's castle. Toad, uh, is about to, like, go ham on these, but instead he just, like, it, or go ham on the guards, but instead he just, like, makes them, like, a nice little plate of food. Yeah, and Mario uh, just slips in, and it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun bit. Uh, this, this, these guards' designs, uh, are, these guards' designs indicate that the, the big bulbous thing on a toad's hat is in fact their head. Yes, and not uh, a hat. Yeah, it is not a hat. Uh, uh, they've got like conquistador helmets on top of their bulbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we get to see Princess Peach. Uh, and, uh, we we get exposition. Uh Bowser's taking over the whole world and uh the uh only way they'll survive is if they uh ally with the Kongs from Donkey Kong. The from Kong, Kong Army. Yeah. Yeah <laughs> you know, there's something very, very funny to me about <laughs> About the uh, Kongs the, having like a centralized government and not uh-huh. just being some guys, yeah, no, yeah, it's just a some weird. guys living on an island. I uh, hey, this is this is tangential. Mm-hmm. Peach's face weirds me out in this movie. Does does her face weird you out? Yeah, it it feels. It I don't know how to describe I, it. It's I, like, I think it's something about the way everybody's skin is textured. Like, the light mm. hits her in a weird way. And I think it's, like, her nose is, like, really upturned. I feel like I'm gonna see through mm. her nostrils, you know? Yeah, she's she's got this very pouty look to her that just... It's it's just a resting, pouting face. It's weird. And, and here's the thing. Uh, I think you are going to have to take some liberties with Princess Peach regardless, because her video game model is, like, lifeless doll a lot of the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that's part of why uh, she works so well in Paper Mario, is just like, you know, yeah. simplified face, but still very recognizable. They can do more stuff yeah. with that. Um, yeah, yeah. Peach is uh. going to be like... Peach is kind of a bugbear for me. Like, I want Peach in this movie to work, but she doesn't, and like, it's in several different interconnected ways that are hard to untangle, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And it doesn't help that, like, you remember when this movie first came out and, like, the worst idiots on the internet was le- were like, She's emasculating Mario! Yeah, a bunch they of... Had, they had uh, to uh, make her into this fucking butch slut, which she's not. She wears a, yeah, a fucking... She wears pants in, like, one scene. Yeah, there was, like, some weird fucking posts that felt like... Some weird trad femme take on how Peach wasn't, uh, feminine enough. And it was, it, it was, it just made my skin crawl. Uh, uh, so, fucking, anyways, uh, she, Peach is, uh, Peach storms out of, like, this, uh, meeting room, mm-hmm. uh, determined to, like, have this plan to, Ally with the Kongs. Yep, and then, uh, then Mario shows up, uh, and uh-huh. she fucking hurls him to the ground, and then he gets dogpiled by a bunch of guards. Mm. But then, and here's where shit starts, like, here's where my problems, like, my fundamental problems with how her characters handled start coming up. She mm. gets really excited to see a human. Yeah. And... I really wish they wouldn't draw attention to the fact that she's, like, the one human in mm. this castle. Uh-huh. Maybe? Or maybe she's, like, a different, taller species? Like, she's an elf or something? Yeah. It's... It's weird. It's only gonna get weirder, and I don't know why they did it. I mean, I no, I know why they did it. They wanted to give, like, Peach an arc and, like, an emotional anchor... But they weren't good enough at writing to think of something good. Yeah, they needed, like, some reason for Peach to, like, tolerate Mario's presence the whole time. Uh, uh, we later learned that, like, she, uh, just sort of, her earliest memories is just, like, coming out of a warp pipe and getting found by some toads. She's Daisy from the, from the live action movie, but in reverse! Uh-huh. And also, instead by like getting adopted by some nuns, she girl bossed so hard that they made her the princess. Yeah, you know that that just shows you what what a girl boss can really do. We're completely incapable of self governance. Mm-hmm. We need an enlightened tyrant, and you're strong enough to beat everybody up. So I guess that's good enough. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Peach takes Mario to. This giant question mark block that turns into a platformer level. Uh, I fucking hate this thing. Uh, this thing pisses me off so much. I the specific. I'm not against this concept. What specifically bothers me is the training sequence is set to holding out for a hero. You Just- can't. That's the wrong song to use for this. For a you, fucking you don't... Tra- Yeah, no, no. This one makes me so mad. You cannot use Holding Out for a Hero for a training montage. Yeah. You use it for the climax. That's what it's, it's a for. Climax song. As, Everybody as sh- knows this. Yes, as Shrek, uh, as Shrek 2, the, the Johnny 5 sequel, and Saints Row 3 all show, you need to fucking use it at the big moment at the end, and that's when it whips ass. It, it, it's stupid. So, so, this huge board cube of question mark blocks unfolds into a platformer obstacle course thing, and Peach starts fucking girl bossing. She's like, check out my awesome moves. So, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, boop, pop, wee. 
Uh, and she does it. And then Mario's like, how am I supposed to do that? And she says, verbatim, with the power-ups, they give us special abilities. Mm-hmm. Power-ups are in this, and I, it, it's so fucking weird. She gives Ma- Mario the, like, red shroom, and he gets bigger. And he gets uh, bigger in a very specific way that anybody mm-hmm. who's read a lot of uh, furry comics may recognize. Uh-huh. It, uh, One extremity at a time, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, mid-transformation face Mario. Uh, sadly, he, he, it does not, uh, rip his clothes or whatever. Uh, but, uh, he, he does this whole sequence. Also, I don't think he ever uses the mushroom after this sequence. No, uh, he doesn't. He uses other power-ups, but, uh... He gets to use other power-ups. I'm fine with it, because he looks really off-putting. Uh, when he doubles mm-hmm. in size, but his proportions are the same. So he's just, yeah. like, walking around with a head twice as big as Peach's. Yeah, it, it's... Oh, what the fuck was I... It's like when you realize a Pokemon's, like, canonical size is different than the the normal animal. Yeah. Really what this made me realize is, oh, that's why they make him look weird and squashed when he's small normally. Mm-hmm, Because mm-hmm. otherwise it would be fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they, they do this awful training sequence of Mario fucking up. Yeah, he beefs uh, it and he beefs it and eventually he gets better. Uh, he doesn't ever actually do the whole thing right. He just gets to almost the end and Peach is like, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where I want to really like talk about where I think this falls apart. Mm-hmm. And I think this applies to both. Peach and Mario, you know, I talked a bit about how it feels like an uncanny valley thing where they're not quite entirely new takes on the characters, but they don't really line up with what's already there. Mm-hmm. Especially early on, I feel like Peach has this kind of like edge to her. It's not like super edgy, you know, it's for kids still, but like mm-hmm. it feels really weird. Having her be like, you know, street smart and experienced and kind of like not, not that interested in seeing how Mario works, given when- how this plot is structured and also given how her admittedly flat character exists in the games, mm-hmm. it feels, I'm not trying to argue that a feminist critique of her presentation in those games can't be made because it obviously can and should be but Mm. this feels like it's just completely misaligned and what struck me was i think there was a better plot they could have done for this movie and it would have been so easy because it's literally been done before you do the Uh fucking chicken run bugs life thing where they intercept, like, the people of the Mushroom Kingdom get the fucking ad with the Super Mario Brothers in it, and they're like, whoa, these guys kick ass. They can help us with our problem, which is Bowser. And then Mario, mm-hmm. he wants to, you know, be the big hero, and he also wants to, you know, avoid having an uncomfortable conversation. So he's like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Yeah. And I think that would have lent itself to a 
you know, still a pretty cliche dynamic with Peach, where she would, you know, be a little implausibly naive. But I also think that would have lent itself better to, you know, her helping him become less of a fish out of water than just, like, her yeah. sitting here and watching him repeatedly injure himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh... The false hero narrative, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it would also be, it would also feel a little bit, like, less nonsensical than just, like, okay, well, I'm going on this quest anyway, and you can come along... Yeah, Mario's just like a weird tag along most of this most of the time. Uh he has to save his brother and incidentally do the mm. rest of the stuff that the movie is about. Yeah. You know, it, and we'll get into it later, but I think it also suffers from the problem people talk about with like the Lego movie and stuff where it's like, "Oh, oh you yeah, got this yeah. you got this cool super skilled female deuteragonist, uh but also the fate of the world hinges on the uh the dude who kind of sucks. So uh mm. oopsie. Yeah. We tr- we tried but not very hard. Mhm. Uh we we cut to Bowser's castle, the or yeah, Bowser's fortress. The, the Koopas are having are just partying like something and uh Bowser like uh uh makes like his announcement of his plan, which is of course, he will conquer the Mushroom Kingdom, he will meet Princess Peach, and he will uh, offer his hand in marriage, because he's Bowser, and that's his what? thing. He wants to marry her? That's so wacky! Never has, uh, never has a, a, a plot of conquest ever involved, like, marriage. I, I uh, will say there's one bit in this part that I do like, which is after the main joke of, like, the oh, funny needle scratch! Whoa! Nobody expected this! Uh, the, this one like, distant voice in the background being like doesn't she hate you? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he fucking set, sets a guy on fire when he, he tells, tells him no and he turns into a dry bone. Yeah, though that guy just, like, I mean, I guess died is a challenging word when undeath exists, but he did effectively kill that guy. Cast turn undead on him. Uh, hey, uh, do you want the fucking Luigi backstory that's barely ever going to oh, be relevant yeah, to Luigi's barely this, in this film? <laughs> this fucking... They, this is just like, we need... Well, we, we resigned to Luigi to uh, being in the background for most of this film... We need something to do with him. Uh, let's, let's, let's show baby Mario and baby Luigi, uh, bonding. Two problems uh, with this. Mm-hmm. One, I've always hated how they look in 3D. They're fucked up. Yeah. I, not a fan of baby Mario or baby Luigi. Two, there's a little bit of a writing snafu here. Because mm-hmm. we see Baby Mario and Baby Luigi wearing the same iconic outfits with the overalls and the monogram caps and so on. Mm-hmm. The outfits that the adult Mario and Luigi were getting made fun of for wearing mm-hmm. their commercials. So it creates, the, <laughs> it implies that they've, e- they're either being razzed for wearing the same outfits they have every day of their lives. Mm-hmm. Or that they needed to start this new plumbing venture, and one of them was like, "Hey, you know what we should do? <laughs> we hey, should wear this... the same clothes as when we were babies." 
Yeah. I guess. No one's ever tried this before. We'll we'll do it. (laughs) ABDL plumbing. Uh, I mean, hey, well, I was going to say who would know better, but I guess you wouldn't really need to know it, would you? Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is awful. I hate this. Awful. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. So, uh, they, uh, Mario and Peach like set out to uh, the, they and like Toad like go on a little like travel montage. I really uh, like this part, actually. <laughs> Yeah, this is nice. It's always good to, like, see the different lands. Again, uh, this is a really visually stunning movie, and I think when mm-hmm. it is just like, what if we interpreted something of it from the games in, like, a semi-literal, semi, uh, you know, abstract way? And I think it goes yeah. really well here. Yeah, this, actually, this reminds me of something that uh, happens in, like, a lot of Ian Flynn Sonic comics, where uh, if they need to, like, go from one scene to another, there'll be, like, a page... Of, uh, just the characters going through a series of Sonic levels, uh, to get to the other point. And I, that's always fun. And this is kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, then we get, uh, uh, we, we get to, I guess, the scene from this movie the mo- that people remember the most. Uh, it's Bowser, who is, of course, voiced by Jack Black. Uh, singing about his love of Peach. And he says, like, Peaches, 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 Peaches. Yeah, it's, it's funny, because, like, they didn't really bother writing a second half of the verse. Mm. Uh, I want to just quote Wikipedia for this. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia says, The song was considered to be the highlight of the film by several critics, for some goddamn reason, because it's, like, uh-huh. half of a joke. But, yeah, it- conversely... Brian Tallarico of RogerEbert.com called the song truly uninspired, opining that how on earth a film like this gets a rock talent like half of Tenacious D and doesn't let him unleash a few clever Bowser tunes is one of this film's many mysteries. Brian Tallarico, you are in the trenches with me. I hope you're doing well. I'm sure your mother is very proud. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure there's no relation. He spells it differently. Uh, no relation. Uh, this song got airplay, apparently. Yeah, I... This song cracked the top 40 in four countries. What the fuck? What the fuck? I, shit like this makes me feel so old. I'm like, what, I, what are I, we, what are All I've fucking seen is, like, people post about it on, like, Twitter and Tumblr and shit, and... Oh my god, that, 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 that gives me some perspective, I suppose. I feel uh, like it does the opposite for me. It just makes me terrifyingly aware of how little perspective I really have. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, Kamek shows up and he's like, Bowser, there's a human and Peach is training him. And Bowser's like, come, come play the underground level theme from Super Mario Brothers 1 with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we get the first bit of, you know, Bowser being like, Worried that Mario is going to cuck him. Mm. I'm being a little but, uncharitable. But, actually, I actually like Bowser being kind of like sensitive and like insecure about this. Uh huh. It's it it does make everything seem a lot sillier when he he's just got this weirdly short sighted ambition in this conquest plot. Uh. Uh. 
he they uh we have Mario and Peach and Toad in a scene in uh Field of Fire Flowers. Uh Peach gets to be fi- Fire Peach and light a fire mm-hmm. and that's it. Uh she gives the backstory. Uh Mario's like, "Hey, maybe you're from my world." And Peach is like, "Oh, there's a huge universe out there with a lot of Super Mario galaxies." Yeah, I the main thing I saw when she said that is, oh, this is a line they they cut so they could put it in the trailer. Uh, yeah, no, I see that. I think you're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luigi gets taken to Bowser's castle, uh, and Bowser, uh, like, intimidates him, tortures him. He tortures uh, him by threatening to tear out his mustache, which is really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, so, uh, Bowser is just mad, mad about this, sends Luigi to, uh, the dungeons. Uh, it's like a fucking oubliette full of, like, cages. Yeah, a bunch of cages and, suspended over lava. Mm-hmm. And we meet this fucking Luma that is the worst part of this movie, I gotta oh, say. Oh, I disagree. I like the Luma, okay? Oh, you know, it, It's a right. one-note joke, but it's... A yeah. joke, which is, it's a uh, joke. you know, something. Yeah, this weirdly nihilist Luma. Uh, nothing in life matters sums up. Uh, also, I'm pretty sure definitely voiced by a child. Maybe like one of the kids of someone working on the staff. Yeah, that sounds or, right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, they, they go to, uh, the Kong, the Kong City, they meet this, uh, gate guard, uh, in like a, in a blazer, uh, and, uh, he gives them a ride on a, on a cart, cause the, apparently the things Kongs have in this universe are, the, they, they've got the Mario carts, uh, and it's another fucking, weird it's not as bad as holding out for a hero but it is just like a very awkwardly placed take on me yeah i i, I, I don't know it, it just doesn't fit it's not horrible like it doesn't make me actively mad but it yeah. is strange yeah why is take on me here what does this have to do with uh that song anyway it, it does yeah, they go. It just feels weird. They they go down this wacky go kart track like in the games, uh, mm-hmm. and it gets a hang glider like in the more recent games. And they arrive mm-hmm. in Cranky Kong's throne room. Uh, it is pretty cool, but it's in that specific way where it's like, is this Orientalist or is it just like they had to draw in architectural inspiration from somewhere? So whatever. Yeah, you know I, Indiana Jones type shit. Yeah, I there like there's a. There's a long history of, like, horrible things done to uh, the native population of South America, but I still feel like drawing from South America is definitely one of the less bad places you could draw from for, uh, like, a foreign culture. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, we get one of the, honestly, one of the best performances in this movie with uh, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Yeah, he's great. He's got kind of an alter caca thing going on. Uh, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, he's having a bit of fun with the material. He's definitely, uh, you know, putting his pussy into it, as they say. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so what Peach does is she does the, you know, the logical diplomatic approach where she's like, if the mushroom kingdom falls to communism, the jungle kingdom is next. Uh, and then mm-hmm. Mario's just like, fuck you, we want the army, we're not leaving without an army. Yeah. Uh, and Cranky's like, alright, I like you balls, uh, you can beat up my son, uh, and if you can do that, you got your army. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's Donkey Kong. It's Donkey Kong uh, time. He comes out to, uh, a, an abridged version of the DK rap. Now this is good shit. This yes, is a good yes. needle drop. I love- fucking rules. I love seeing fucking Donkey Kong jump out into this arena, strutting his mm. stuff, showboating for the crowd to the DK rap. Like he's a fucking yes, celeb. It's a song about how cool and awesome Donkey Kong and his family are. Yeah. And he's coming out to, to it. He's, it's his ring intro. I uh, also, I also really like the, uh, design of the great ring of Kong and specifically how it's yeah. like introduced. Cause as Mario is walking in, it's shot from like the waist up. Um, mm. and we see like this sort of coliseum type structure with this jeering crowd. And then once we get a wider shot, we see, that uh the arena as such just consists of like a bunch of Donkey Kong arcade style girders suspended above a pit. Yeah. Which I think is it's a more entertaining way of presenting oh like from the games than we've been yeah, getting yeah. so far, I think. Yeah, I also like Donkey Kong's design being like a weird like uh fusion of the the like old arcade art and like the uh the redesign he got in the 90s. Yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, it's very cartoony, got yeah. great expressiveness. Yeah. Seth Rogen's Don- performance also good. He's got like mm. there's almost like a little bit of Bobcat Goldthwait in it, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. there's a little bit of rasp in it which I think is fun. Mhm. He's a sh- he's a he's a showboater, he's a hot dog. Uh he's he's basically just a wrestler. And that's great, but it not like... It really is. Yeah. Uh, so they they have to fight, and uh, uh, Fred Armisen says, well, I don't want this to, like, immediately end, so you get power-ups for this one. Uh, and regardless, uh, Donkey Kong is kicking ass. Yeah, Ma- uh, at he's first like, Mario doesn't even try to get one, he just rushes in and uh he gets his ass beat because half of mm. this movie is just mario getting his ass beat which is a weird choice but yeah whatever uh-huh um I... it's it's like in the games except if you're not good at them <laughs> that's so true <laughs> uh, uh, so he does eventually you know donkey kong is distracted he's showing off for the crowd mario gets a power up uh-oh, it's a blue mushroom and not a red one. You know what that means, kids at home. He's 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 so fucking small. Uh he uh Donkey Kong just flip flicks him away with like his finger. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh Mario is basically from here on just like trying to get another power up. Yeah. Uh, uh, eventually he does, uh, he gets a yeah. fire flower, but it's another fake out where before he can actually pick it up, DK just snuffs mm-hmm. it out with his breath. Uh, and honestly, yeah. this feels a little excessive. Kind of just feels like mm-hmm. we're doing the same joke twice in a row. Yeah. Uh, he gets his ass beat some more. He goes way up. He sees, he sees Peach and he's like, it's me. 
all delirious. Um, mm-hmm. And then he manages to get another power-up, which is the cat bell. Uh, he goes down, uh, and everybody's, like, fawning over how cute he is. Not quite the same thing, but feels kind of close. You know, the power-up, uh, mm-hmm. oh no! Uh, it just feels like we're doing the same joke twice in a row. Right. Uh, but then, then we get a pretty good part, which is, uh, that putting on his mer suit allows him to move at super speed, uh, uh-huh. and Donkey Kong cannot keep up with him. Yeah. And I, 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 I love, claws. he's got claws. And I love well animated just zipping around. That's always a treat yeah. to see. It's good stuff. Uh, uh, he, he's able to, you know, get the advantage on Donkey Kong. He beats him. Uh, Donkey Kong's about to fall to his death, but, uh, Mario spares him. Uh, an honorable and, combatant, that Mario. Yeah, a, a real man of honor. Um, they, they cheer for him in, like, in Smash Brothers. Uh, and, uh, they, they, they're recovering from the fight. Uh, uh, Mario, uh, and Donkey Kong still have a bit of contention between each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, a whole thing about Donkey Kong's presence in this movie is that he is, very much trying to live up to uh what his father wants. Uh that's sort of like his main motivation. Mm-hmm. He's always just trying to make his dad like him. Uh Cranky Kong uh has an idea. They're gonna take a shortcut, and they're gonna get a whole bunch of Mario Karts to do it. Uh and uh the we get this uh oh the fucking uh map he shows is like uh the Yoshi's Island map from uh Mario World. No, no, it's a different map. Never mind. Whatever. It it's a it's a it's a game map. It is it is a Mario ass map. Mhm. Uh they they get these they're getting their carts ready uh and uh uh they they get they all get a cart. Mario gets his cart from the games. Uh Peach gets uh, like a bike and Toad gets like a giant fucking like monster truck. I like that. I like that for this yeah. Toad. Feels right. Yeah. He's it's the best car. He he knows this. Uh They they set out and we we get Bowser again as he sort of like uh prepares his wedding speech to uh to Peach, uh, and, like, puts on the hat from Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, also, Kamek is there in a, in a dress. Uh, so, they, they, they're gonna, they're gonna, like, ambush them when, uh, when they're going through this, like, shortcut. Right, but Bowser finds out about the ambush and plans a counter-ambush. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. anyway, hey, you know where they're going. Mm-hmm. It is the road, it's called the Rainbow Road. I clap when I see it. <laughs> and, and this as, is the place where you go when you die. I don't know if I want to die sooner or never. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, and then comes, uh, Bowser's forces as they, uh, all get on their, like, big, big scary, uh, uh, They're fucking carts. Mad Max rigs, yeah. Yeah, Mad Max rigs. I actually uh, do really like this sequence. Of, yeah, this looks good. 
I, I think, you know, it's clearly connected to the source material, but it's putting, like, at least a little bit of spin on it. Uh, there's good mm-hmm. shots. There's good, like, choreography of the action. Um, and there's this one particular cart that's going after Mario that's, like, it's like a plow, but the plow mm-hmm. opens up and tries to eat you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It rules. Uh... And I, I will say this. I am I am not an unfair woman. I am not happy about it, but I will begrudgingly give Chris Pratt credit. He uh, he delivers a couple decent woohoos in this sequence. He does. Uh, uh, here we go. Uh, uh, Mario gets like knocked off of his cart, and he's got to like he's got to like uh, just adapt to it by like getting someone else's. Yeah. Uh, uh, they they go upside down, and the tires go sideways, like in Mario Kart. Yep, just like uh, in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually uh, he ends up riding with uh, Donkey Kong. It's like some double dash in here. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, they do manage to blow up the war plow. Everything's going great. They're all charging ahead. But then the main Koopa who was chasing Mario and who was driving the plow, he's not going to let him go. But yeah. what can he a blue shelled paratrooper do about it. Oh. This oh, one no, disgusted I... me. This one made me so like genuinely pissed off. More than maybe any other oh like in the video game in this entire movie. Yeah. He he ruined a bunch he ruined the uh some friendships in that moment. He really did. Uh, he really did, and I think it was uncalled for. Um, anyway, he blows up the Rainbow Road, uh, pretty much the entire Kong army is cut off, they're not gonna be able to get to the Mushroom Kingdoms, it's just gonna be Peach and Toad, uh, and Mario and DK plummet into the abyss. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, I do like that they just continue arguing as they're falling. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Donkey Kong gets hit by some debris, he's unconscious, Mario saves him from drowning, but then they get eaten by the scary eel, like from Mario games with the scary eel in them. Yeah. Uh, that, that eel's so scary. Eel's so uh, scary. Um, I think this, no, this movie made me less scared of the eel. The next yeah, time I see that is, eel, I'm just gonna be like, oh, like the movie. Yeah, it's, instead, it, uh, instead of a scary game over, you get, uh, you, you get a Noah, you get a Noah, uh, <laughs> I think you mean Jonah, but yes. Yes, Jonah. Why did I think Noah? You know, oh, water. The wa- the no, arc, they're dull right. filmed with water and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Peach and Toad, they make it to the Mushroom Kingdom. They're telling everybody to evacuate. Peach is like, main Toad, go with the others. And he's like, no, I'm not going to let you get hurt. And I would probably care about this at least a little bit if this movie were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels... It feels like they haven't had enough camaraderie between each other to, like, have this mean anything. Yeah, Toad kind of just gets backgrounded for the entire, like, Donkey Kong Country chunk, which is a shame, because mm-hmm. I am enjoying him when I do get to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, they're gonna, like, face off, uh, the, the Koopas surround Peach and Toad, and... Of course, uh, Bowser, uh, has his big moment where he shows the star and he declares his intent to marry Peach. I, I do love how he's just 
trying to be flattering this whole time instead of intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, uh, of course, Peach says no, because why wouldn't she? Uh, uh, so, in order to, like, get her to change her mind, uh, Kamek, like, uses force, he- uh, hold person on Toad, uh, yeah, and it's just she like, gets scared. He's just kind of, like, torturing him for real. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this is where, like, the movie's tone just kind of becomes insane. Yeah, like, Peach panics here. It's it's a little scary. It's a little weird. It, like, Funny Bowser is, like, he still jokes occasionally, but mostly from now it's just like, no, Bowser's, like, fucked up. Bowser, yeah, Bowser's, Bowser's, like, a genuinely messed up guy. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, case in point. After she relents, uh, for the sake of Toad, we hear that all the prisoners are being invited to the royal wedding, where they will be ritualistically sacrificed. Uh Uh-huh. It's like, bro, this is Mario. Yeah. This isn't even Paper Mario, it's just Mario. Mm Mm-hmm. Bowser goes go-karting with these guys, it's weird, right? Yeah. Uh... It just makes me think, is, is this a normal thing in Koopa's royalty? Do, are, do they always do ritual sacrifices like this? The thing is that uh, Kamek is just kind of a freak, so when he was like, oh, I get to raise the prince? Okay, I'll make him goth as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh... <laughs> so, uh... They get through... Everyone goes to prison, and, uh... Uh... We see Mario and Donkey Kong in the belly of the belly of the beast. Uh and they they like have a bit of an ar- they continue arguing for a while, but like uh like Don- they they figure something out for some reason, which is hey, if we get the cart working again, It'll create a bunch of smoke and Unagi will have to spit us out. I think specifically what happens is, you know, they're having their argument and Donkey Kong gets angry and hits the ground and that agitates Unagi and they're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I will say one bit of the argument that I do genuinely like is they both are talking about how their dads think they're fuck ups and at first it mm-hmm. looks like it's going to go for a very trite, oh, they under, they understand each other now, but instead Donkey Kong's like, yeah, well, your dad's right. You're a fuck-up. I'm awesome. And I like that. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, uh, they, they, they barrel blast out of the, uh, out of the Onagi. Uh, and, uh, we get to see the wedding s- scene. Uh, they're, in addition to the usual, like, Koopas and Goombas, whatnot, there's, like, a bunch of, uh, Mario bosses here, too. Uh, most notably, uh, uh, King Bobom. Uh, Bobom. Bobom. Yeah, King uh, Bobom's here. King Boo is barely here. He is present. Um, uh, anyway, Bowser is planning to slaughter dozens, if not hundreds, in Peach's honor. Um, mm-hmm. and Toad, Toad's like, hey, princess, I got the bouquet for you. Wink. Wink. I bet this bouquet has no plot significance. Wink. Mm-hmm. 
oh, there's a nice flower in it. And she's like, I, I yeah. was ne- I'm never gonna marry you. And she freezes him and the freezes the mechanism that's lowering people into the lava. But now yeah. the wedding reception guests are pissed off because she's ruined a lovely day and now she's gotta fight them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she free, she completely freezes Bowser and like starts fighting. Uh, Mario and Donkey Kong show up, but they get knocked off the barrel and have to, uh, do a sequence that I thought was kind of cool where they like platform their way up through, uh, this like Koopa city. Yeah. Uh, it, it does just look like a regular Mario level, which is slightly underwhelming, but still it looks cool. It's a cool sequence. I, I think presentation here goes a long yeah. way. Like again, mm-hmm. we're getting some good shots. We're getting uh, some solid editing, you know, not too many cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a medley of, like, Mario stage themes, which I think I like better than most of, you know, the Mario music they've been using. It feels like yeah. there was actually some thought and intent in place mm-hmm. here. Um, you know, they're using the funny power-ups. We could see uh, Donkey Kong with the Fire Flower. Actually, I think Mario does have a normal mushroom at the beginning of this. Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Actually. I don't know. I wasn't yeah. paying that much attention to that part. Uh, but eventually yeah. he gets his funny raccoon fur suit and starts flying yeah. around. Um, he did it all for Tanuki. Uh... I, I, I describe this as if this is the movie we're watching, I think this is the best executed example of what if we just made it like in the video game? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did cool game stuff. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, he does get big for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, this, this part's pretty cool. Uh, uh, the, the, uh, the ice holding the, uh, the mechanisms in place are starting to give out. Uh-huh, and Peach uh, has gotten knocked around, so she loses her ice powers. Yeah, uh, King everything's again. King Babon got his fuse lit. Yeah. Uh, uh Luigi oh, almost I... dies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, he is straight up clambering up the melting remnants of his cage to avoid yeah. touching the lava. He is, he, he very, if Donkey Kong hadn't been there, oh my goodness. Donkey Uh, Kong gets there, and this part is actually awesome. I saw this and uh I was like, whoa, that would be so cool in a better movie. He gets Uh there, and he is using his immense gorilla strength to force back the gears with his bare hands. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it, it, it would, it, it would be pretty good, yeah. Uh, uh, Mario is able to, like, save Luigi when he loses his grip. Yeah, he flies in uh, and rescues him, because he's got, again, the raccoon suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Bowser threatens to nuke the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's so mad when he sees that he's about to get cucked that, uh, he launches a bonsai bill, uh... Or I think it's a different I think he name. Says Bomber Bomberville, Bill. yeah, yeah. It's it's I, like the ones in the Super Smash Brothers Peach's Castle stage where they explode. Yeah. Um, uh, so Mario goes after it. He tries to redirect it. Eventually, uh, he gets his attention by whacking it in the eye with his tail. Uh, and there's a mm-hmm. shot which is like some Looney Tunes shit or some Tom and Jerry shit that I actually quite like, where like it is just about to hit the castle, like, it's pressing into a flagpole and bending it, mm-hmm. and then it stops short and just veers yeah. off to chase him instead. Yeah, that's good. Uh, he gets, like, chased by this bomber bill through the whole mushroom forest all the way back to, uh, the pipe where he first ended up here. Uh, and they end up in 
Uh, New York. Yeah, specifically uh, what happens is, like, this bomber bill hits the pipe, and it's detonating as it gets sucked through, which creates, like, this vortex, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, are we, are we two for two on, uh, Mario movies where he does 9-11? <laughs> I think we so- are. Sorry, sorry. Bowser did 9-11 in the live-action one. Mario mm-hmm. does 9-11 in this one. <laughs> Import- yeah, it's an important distinction. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, they they did. Mario did nine eleven, uh, and we're just gonna have to live with that. Woo-hoo! Uh, uh, we'll always be living in a post Mario movie world. Uh, <laughs> That's so true. We need to invade France to punish. Yeah, them. we need to, we need to invade France, uh, so they don't come after us. Uh, and bomb like I don't know. Uh, a random, uh, a random 7-Eleven in Nebraska or whatever. Uh, so they, they're, they're fighting in, they're fighting in Brooklyn. Uh, Mario is beat to shit. Uh, he's, he's bruised, he's battered, and he looks up at, like, the little TV from the start of the movie and he sees, uh, himself. Uh, and this inspires him. It's, yeah, it's, it's the ad and it, it skips, uh, it's like the Mario Brothers are here to save Brooklyn, save Brooklyn, save Brooklyn, and it's the most hack shit. Yeah. It, I've seen in this entire hack movie. Mm-hmm. It, there, it just really feels, I, they've definitely watched something like this in a better movie. And they completely fail to capture it. it it's yeah. It's uh It it's not it. It's not what it could be, you know. Yeah. Uh, so Mario picks himself up. He dusts himself off. He says, "Let's a go," because they couldn't fucking decide whether to lean into funny Mario voice or avoid it entirely. Mario's like, "Oh, you just don't know wh- how, when to quit." And Mario says, "I've been told that before in the scene when Peach said it about me, but as a compliment." Yeah. Um. They fight. Kamek is... This is the weirdest part. I, mean, I, I definitely think people overuse the term plot hole. Mm-hmm. However, the inciting incident for this film is Bowser invading the Penguin Kingdom, the Ice Kingdom, to get the superstar that will make him invincible. Mm-hmm. When he fights Mario, Kamek is levitating the superstar five feet away from him. Mm-hmm. He does not take it. No. Instead, uh, he, like, knocks Mario away, and then Peach kicks a shell into the Superstar, and it bounces away off into the distance. Yeah. Bro, you have nobody to blame but yourself. Yeah. It's... You had it! It was literally, like, just take two steps to the side, man! Yeah, it, it's, it also just feels really weird when we get to like see what the superstar does which is what it does in the game yeah so was bowser's plan hinging on being invincible for like 30 seconds i guess Uh, can i also say it's weird to make an invincibility star like a mcguffin in a post super mario 64 world yeah 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 like like Super Mario sixty four onwards, those are just like they're, they're just like cool things. Yeah, you they're get loads the of them. Yeah, and there you get progress. Uh, uh, it's 
it's really weird. Uh, shout outs to Luigi, uh, fucking blocking, uh, a pillar of flame with a, with a sewer grate. That was yeah, pretty cool. Of I him. mean, it was a full manhole uh, cover. I'm pretty sure it was solid. Yeah. Yes, manhole cover. Wrong terminology. Anyway, anyway uh, uh, yeah, no, this is the one thing he does in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he gets to do one thing. Uh, um, it's a cool thing, though. It, it is uh, a cool thing. It just would have been a lot cooler if, like, he'd been in the movie and we could have seen his, you know, mm-hmm. relationship with his brother develop in any way. Yeah, if they could have, like, interacted instead of, like, it's a, instead of just a little flashback. I mean, I, uh, I guess player one just didn't die, so, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, I really, I'm weirdly amused by this shot of Mario, like, holding out his hand for Luigi, because it feels like, it, it feels like one of those, like... One of those uh, bite this onions memes? Yeah, just yeah. a fucking bite this onions ass meme. Hey, Kieris! <laughs> Kieris, uh, yeah. Mario does not smoke weed. <laughs> yeah. He and... only does mushrooms! Ah! Oh, yeah! Like the joke! Like the, fu- like the funny joke! Whoa! Oh, I've, I've, I've never heard that one before. Um. Ugh. So. <laughs> God, the, just, um, so yeah, they, they, they turn in, they, they go super, uh. They go super they, Saiyan. Yeah. They, 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 and they get to do some Super Mario Brothers Z shit. Yeah, they beat up a bunch of fucking army. Uh, and mm-hmm. then, yeah, oh, their mother and father see them, and their mother's very proud, and, uh, mm-hmm. they grab Bowser by the tail. And this is the single greatest sin of this film. There mm-hmm. is so much I will criticize them for about this film, and I will give them props for a few things, but it is all outweighed by this. They grab Bowser by the tail, and they spin him around, and they throw him, and there is not a whisper of a so long. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Yeah, it's, it's, he, they should have said it. It, it, there, there is simply no outcome in which this could have, like, uh, been ideal because they would have never said so long gay Bowser. That's they... true. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, they, they can't like, uh, they, they didn't throw him into like a bomb. They, they do a, they do a rider kick on him, which is neat, but. Yeah, no, I'll allow the rider kick. They should have yeah. at least said so long. Mm-hmm. I just, what were we doing? What was the thought process? If you're doing all these fucking little details in the background, all these, oh, like the video game, all these clap when I see it ass moments, and you deny me the one time I genuinely want nothing more than to see it and clap. Mm-hmm. No, we, we can't say that. We, we've got other things to do. Uh, yeah, we, we've got to force feed Bowser a mini mushroom so that in 10 to 15 years we can see the psychosexual effects it had on the viewing public. Uh huh, uh huh. Oh my god. We're, we're not even gonna, we're gonna see that in like two weeks. Um, but yeah, instead they gotta like model all these like signs. Uh, that's, but, hey, there's Discoon. It's the, ma- Discoon was the Japan only mascot of the Japan only Famicom add-on, the Famicom Disk System. Who is this for? It's, the only people who recognize it are nerds like us! 
and, and we we're don't not like gonna the like movie. it anyways. Ugh. <laughs> uh, we're almost done. Yeah, they they cheer for Mario. Everyone's so happy that he saved the day. Uh, and we get a little like ending sequence where he like gets up. Eight a.m. Uh, he... His alarm goes off. Needle drop. The good one. The best yeah. one in the movie. Mr. Mm-hmm. Blue Sky. Yeah, because it, it's uh they're about to start a brand new day. It is a uh, beautiful new day in the Mushroom Kingdom, where I guess they live now. Yeah. Uh, and then we get we get the Luma playing sax. We get our credit sequence. We get a mid we get a mid credits uh stinger, uh, tr- yeah, stinger where it's like uh Bowser playing his song, uh, and he's uh. He's, he's, he's just in a little cage. Uh, and then we get, you know, I, I'm, we get another like post credit sequence and this one is just, I, so I'm going to need to provide some context in, uh, like in, I believe it was two years ago, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 came out, had a post credit stinger. Uh, they revealed Shadow the Hedgehog's gonna be in the next movie, and it was awesome. Uh, this one we get to see, uh, a Yoshi egg and attaching, and, uh, cut, fa- cut to black, Yoshi! This is like the opposite feeling I got from that. It's like, Shadow oh the god, they're gonna put Yoshi in the next one? Ugh. <laughs> it, ugh. Yeah. It's, and yeah, that's that's the movie. Uh, like I said, I think it's very illustrative about how the issue with uh, video game game adaptations is not just they need to follow the source material more closely. Mm-hmm. This I don't think could follow the source material much more closely, and that is its worst flaw. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Like, five out of five for adaptation, and two out of, two out of, maybe one out of five for, like, overall film quality. I, I think, think I'm willing to give it two out of five. Yeah, two there out were, of five. like, parts I enjoyed, yeah. and I don't think it was, like, especially awful. It's just so generic. Yeah, it's, it's a nothing film. I, I think a child would enjoy this film in the same way a child yeah. will enjoy literally any animated film you put in front of them that doesn't give them yeah. nightmares. Yeah, this is like, the way I would describe this, I, I, I think the best way to like, like I said it at the beginning, uh, but, like, there's a lot of, like, very neat, impressive stuff. There's a lot of visual flair. There are some cool action sequences. A whole lot of not cool action sequences. But, like, there's... They they have something they can do. Uh, and it they could have, like, leaned in harder on the cool stuff. Who knows? If they make another one, they might do that. But it is, at the end of the day... Uh, marred by the fact that, uh, despite everything they went for, it is still kind of trying to be an Illumination Studios film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I gave my, like, fi- my, uh, general ratings, but I also want to say, uh, if, if I were to, like, do this, like, uh, 
Like how uh was more conventional for uh video games some years ago and use a ten point scale. I would give this a seven out of ten. Okay, yeah, no, I I get you. Uh-huh. Uh I'd say mm, eight point two. <laughs> yeah, eight point eight. Uh eight point two, uh too much Chris Pratt. Not enough Charlie too much Day. Chris Pratt. Not enough Charlie Day. Uh uh, yeah, yeah, um, so, yeah, that's, that's the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, I think next time, I think we discussed this last time, but, uh, uh, next time we're gonna talk about, uh, the Mega Man fan film and see what we think of that. I wanna see what that's like. I watched that once, uh, uh many years hence. Uh-huh. And I don't think it was very good from what I remember. No. No, it it was fun. It was not very good. It did have a pretty good Dr. Wily. Uh uh please pronounce that properly. Uh Dr. Wowie, sorry. Thank you. Of course, you. of course. Thank you. Uh easy mistake to make. Mhm. Uh All right. Uh I think that about wraps things up. Do you want to do some plugs? Yeah, sure. You can find me on Tumblr at Max Knightley. That's M-A-X-K-N-I-G-H-T-L-E-Y. I'm also on co-host, but I, I honestly don't post that much there. Um, and I'm on the podcast Eidolon Playtest. It's an actual play podcast where we are testing out an RPG written by a couple of people on the show, Luke and Molly, good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've recently finished the interludes between the first half and second half of Eidolon Disco and Ska. So now's a great time to tune in if you enjoy, uh, wacky mystery solving teens and their friend who is a bug, uh, dealing with crushing existential angst. Yeah. It's funny. I'm, I'm making it sound more serious than it is. Like there, there's jokes. We have jokes. Yeah. People it's, think people think we're funny, and they like the soundtrack. And I did make the soundtrack. Yeah, you did a great job on it. It's it it's a great it's a great actual play. It's a great uh, RPG system in general. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. What about um, you, Dan? All right, uh, you can find me uh, at a lot of different places, and you can find all those places at biggerchallengecard.co. That includes my other podcasts, which are. Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Uh, we, uh, are talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, and we just finished, uh, a, or we just finished talking about, like, the first season of 5Ds. Hey, uh, uh hey. The, like, sort of, like, first half of the show. Uh, I'm very excited about what's to come because the general opinion on 5Ds is, like, they could have ended it at the end of the first season. Uh, and I know 5Ds is gonna have some wild shit to come. Uh, you know what uh, my opinion is? Yeah? Or like 5Ds nuts. Yeah! Hey! 5Ds nuts! Woo! Uh, you can listen to the Sonic Shuffle, a, uh, Sonic, uh, well, now it's called the Sonic Hustle, because now we're going in like a linear order, but, uh, we're talking about Sonic games and media. Uh, we are, uh, I, uh, we're going, we're picking back up on talking about Sonic Adventure 2. Uh, what a game. Uh, 
Uh, ga- most video game of all time. I've uh, heard that. Yeah, you can, uh, and you can find me on like Tumblr and co-host bigger challenge and big challenges respectively. And, uh, that's about it for me. So, all right. uh, all right. So, uh, until next time, uh, this ain't no game. See ya. Do the Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. Do the Mario. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. Come on now, just like that.